Hello, this is Sean Leary, and this is QC Uncut, the number one rated podcast in the Quad Cities. Thank you once again for tuning in. As always, we offer unedited, uncensored, pretty much whatever goes, conversation with local newsmakers. And today, we are talking with Gwen Tombergs, the president of the new QC Storm hockey team. They're having their inaugural season kicking off this fall and um, Gwen is going to talk with us all about what they have going on and some of the exciting new developments in regard to this new hockey team coming to the Quad Cities. So, and there's Tristan taking a picture of us. (laughs) Gwen, thank you very much for being a guest on the show. Thanks so much, Sean. And now, how did this come about? Uh, I know that um, you've done a lot of marketing and public relations work before and things like that. Um, How did you end up kind of getting together with the storm and um, finding yourself in this position? Well, um, I was at the Quad Cities Chamber before this job, and it's interesting because Scott, who runs the Tax Slayer, called over and was inquiring about how to put a job on the Quad Cities Chamber website. And so he started telling me about the position, which is not this position, it was a different one. And said um, he had forgotten that I used to be in sports. And then would I be interested in the position? And I said no. I I've been in minor league sports before. I know the kind of hours you work. And so then we started talking. And he said, well, maybe you should go for the general manager position. And I said, oh no, I don't think so. And so I you sound uh, real enthusiastic about this one. And so that was the Friday before Labor Day weekend. And I said, oh, I have a long weekend to think about it. Let me let me mull it over and next thing you know I thought you know I I was afraid that if the new hockey team didn't have somebody who had a lot of connections locally that they were going to be in the same predicament that they were in and I thought you know I think I'm ready for a new challenge and um, I have a lot of contacts I used to be in sports I know all the beat writers and so I said to my husband are you okay not seeing me for about three or four months and uh, he said he's like go for it and that's a no-win question to answer, you know. <laughs> so I called Scott, and we arranged a couple of meetings, and next thing you know, I was accepting the position. Okay, cool. Now, you come at things from more of a marketing angle. Um, had you ever been in a position like this or close to this with a sporting team before? Um, I actually got my first experience with the Quad Seat Thunder. And back then, um, obviously, the Thunder was very big in our town, was the thing to do back then. Um, we didn't have a lot of the other competition. So um, and it, and so I learned what I think is was the best, which was there was so much fun and entertainment. And, oh, by the way, there was a game going on. Um, so you didn't even have to like basketball, no basketball. And so that was where I was coming from, was the promotional fun side. And that's what we wanted bring back. <clears throat> so um, so I was literally at that time the general manager's right-hand person. So, you know, and in minor league sports, you wear every hat anyway, from right. cleaning up after a game to, you know, making all the sales calls and, and working with the executives in, in town. So, um, so I felt like I knew enough of the background. And of course, after that, I was with a hockey team in Richmond, Virginia, and then the New York Mets. So the sales side, it was actually a particular book called How to Sell the Last Seat in the House that I was trained by the guy who wrote the book. So that's the philosophy we're, we're working with now. And um, and it's it's basically you choose so many games and target those as sellouts. And then from there, the other games become sellouts because you can't get a ticket to those other games. And, and so it's a, it's a, um, the effect of the spillover is 
And so that's the, the goal we have this year is to have five sellouts and hopefully 14 of the 28 really big games. So that's that's my background. Cool. Um, what did you what did you do with the Mets? I was actually the director of ticket sales. So um, because I knew the book, How to Sell the Last Seat in the House, that's how I got the job. And so I had a department of 26 people, 25 people. Um, I had 10 inside sales, 10 outside sales, and then I had five in the party areas. And so then one admin. So um, it was everything. I, I, would, I would go out on sales calls with the guys in the outside sales and jump in a car with them and, and hang with my inside sales team. And, and I'm, I believe in bells, like when you make a sale, you ring a bell. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do a lot of fun things like that, keeping everybody pumped up. And and the the book, How to Sell the Last Seat in the House, was all based on mini season tickets. He was the guy who invented them. Mm-hmm. And so um, season ticket holders are the diehard fans. You know, you want them all and you, you hope to get them all, but at the end of the day, everybody can't go to all the games. So what they do is they choose smaller packages. And so that's how he created sellouts. And then you concentrate on your group nights and uh, put your big groups into all these these five games and that's how you create a sellout so because I knew that philosophy and that program that's how I got the job now a lot of people will hear the title oh, you're the president of the club and have absolutely no idea what exactly the president does and so why don't you explain briefly because I know like the president is more involved in marketing and things of that nature but you're also involved in a lot of other stuff as well what exactly does the job of the president entail well, the funniest part of it is the coach reports to me. So, considering I don't know hockey, um, I trust that uh, <laughs> that the coach will have the. You know, actually, he's a first time coach, and he's very excited about this opportunity. Um, so. He reports to me from more of a financial, um, operational uh, point of view. So as long as he stays within budget and um, has a a team that's 500 or above, you know, that's all I need to make sure I fill seats. Um, But it's it's a blank slate. When I I laugh because the first day I walked in, um, thank God they saved two employees from the former team. And so I had two experienced people who knew, um, you know, enough about the history and and who had you know who had sponsored it and where the groups were and and so um, that was good to start with two people and then but um, I laughed because the first day I walked in it smelled like a locker room and there was no computers and no system and no files and um, no sponsorships no programs and so after we got the carpets cleaned and the smell out of there day two um, <laughs> it was uh, we decided to start building a staff so um, Tristan was one of my first hires um, which was great because uh, I love social media I believe in, believe in digital media and uh, didn't know enough about it myself and knew I I wasn't going to have the time I needed. So he's been a gem taking that piece of it. But I mean, we had to create every price point, every sponsorship, every package. Um, I, I from from getting an employee handbook to um, you know getting my my sponsors the list of who's going to call them and whom um, I know a lot of people in this town so a lot of them wanted me to call on them which is just physically impossible so um, so it's it's guiding the team there and then of course getting people hired and trained and and um, it's it's been an interesting journey I have to tell you. Now, um, I'm sure you're being hyperbolic once you say, like, oh, I didn't know a lot about hockey or anything like that. Were you a big hockey fan going into this? And um, what, you know, 
you know, what were like your favorite teams or what were you know, were you really excited about like oh, this is gonna be really cool? I mean, even if you're not like, you know, into the minutiae of it or whatever, like certainly you, you know, were a fan of it. Um, to tell you honestly, no. <laughs> um, and I, I say that and all and I this is what I do know. I know that hockey is an amenity that every city would want for the la- for just the fact of tourism mm-hmm. and um, economic impact. So um, they estimated that that a hockey team brings in twenty million dollars mm-hmm. into a community, and that's money we don't want in somebody else's sure, community. Sure. So from that aspect, from the business aspect, that's why I took the job um, <laughs> because I I love the Quad Cities. Um, I'm very involved in a lot of things around here, and anything that makes our region more attractive to live in and to um, attract and retain a workforce is what we need to do. So um, having a professional baseball team and an indoor arena team, um, hockey is just another natural that we don't want to lose. And so from that aspect is what I, why I took the job and why I know how to fill the seats. So do I need to know the game? No. And that's why I want other fans to know they don't need to know the game either. It's all about the fun factor. It's all about something fun to do. It's a great night out with your friends or your family. Um, that, oh, by the way, there's hockey going on. Do you need to know hockey? No. The fans who know hockey can appreciate what's happening on the ice, and the coach will make sure they're happy. Um, everybody else, I'll make sure they're happy. Now, is the coach, have you hired a general manager? How, what's the hierarchy in terms of, you mentioned that you're not like really on the hockey side of things in terms of personnel and things of that nature. Who handles that? Do you, what's the hierarchy in regard to that? Well, this is the Southern Professional Hockey League, so it's the SPHL. And in, in the scheme of things, it's like single A baseball. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so like the bandits are. Uh, the only difference is that, you know, they're a feeder team for the, the um, major leagues, and we're not necessarily affiliated with the major um, if somebody goes up in our league, they're going to go to the ECHL. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's what the league was of the former team. So um, ours is more either guys who are just starting out going up or coming back down and they still want to play. Um, but the thing about professional hockey is there's so few teams now compared to years in the past that the level of play has increased. And so, um, you know, you may have seven or 800 players now, whereas you used to have 2,000. So that's still very, very good professional hockey. Um, so the coach, like I mentioned, he's a first-year coach. He was playing for Peoria last year, and he was actually defensive man of the year for the league. So he's 33 years old. His next step is to get into coaching. And um, so this was a great opportunity for him to start and start fresh and, and literally create the team he wants it to be. Um, he has has dreams of going up in the, in the majors, so um, he wants to make sure he makes a name for himself right out of the gate. And and um, so from a from a hockey operations, um, you know, I'm not going to tell them what players to, uh, you know, choose or look at or anything else. Like my owners probably will have their opinions, but um, I just want to make sure I have a, a team, like I said, that's 500 or above and can uh, make sure they're out in the community. And that's what this league does. This league is known for the community commitment and that the players know coming in that that's going to be part of their requirements and that if they're not a team player more or less meaning with the community that they probably won't be around very long 
So the coach is essentially the general manager and is making the personnel decisions is what you're saying. So we don't actually have someone with that title, general manager. Mm-hmm. He's the coach and director of, of game ops, okay. or I'm sorry, the, the team. He's the director of the team, hockey operations. Mm-hmm. And so um, so at this time, because of the, the level of this league, is that you have the coach who's also in charge of the players and then the person who's in charge of the front office. So, And that's me. Okay, cool. Um, so what are some of the promotions that you've got coming up, um, and what are some of the plans that you have looking at the season ahead in terms of stuff like that? So um, that's part of what we're putting together right now. Um, we're trying to do some fresh new promotions. Um, you're going to have some of your, your typical ones like chuck-a-puck because everybody loves winning prizes mm-hmm. and, and throwing the pucks. Who doesn't like to throw something, right? And so <laughs> especially when it's, when it's legal to do, right, and everybody wants you to do it. So but there's always that thrill of it being illegal, Gwen. And, you know, I, I'm not going to say anything I make, that I may incriminate myself, but I'm just saying there's a little bit. Maybe you should try it sometime. I'm not going to advise you, but maybe yeah. after a couple beers late at night, you, you know, yeah, chuck something aim, illegal on there. Don't aim it ahead, right? Right, yeah. exactly. Um, so, but, but that's sort of what we're coming up with is um, what are some of the new promotions? You know, um, we're very excited that John Deere has come on board with us. They're going to actually be our opening night sponsor. And um, that's very exciting because that's a stamp of, of endorsement for us as far as, you know, somebody that major in the community who believes that we need to keep hockey here and they're ready to put their name on it. So um, that's, you know, I, I can't give away my secrets for the fun because otherwise I, there's not, not going to be a reveal on opening night. So um, I may have to keep a few things under my hat. Okay. Now, why Quad City Storm? Why the, the, why the storm as a name? They did a naming contest, mm-hmm. and that was before I came on board. And there was something like 900 entries, something like that. And there were four people who actually said the storm. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we're going to draw the winner of those four. We're going to put those in a hat and draw one winner who's going to win a jersey and um you know, we'll get a ticket package together for opening night or whatever. So, um, we're that is going to be announced in the very near future too. Um, so they've been contacted. They know that they're in the waiting for to see which one of the four wins. But um, it was interesting because it was actually the entry that had the most votes too, mm-hmm. the most entries. So obviously, we're meant to be the storm. And if you remember, on the day that we revealed our name and that I was part of the team, um, there was a giant storm the night before. And actually, going into the day of our announcement, so we thought it was very appropriate that the you know the Lord above also welcomed our name. So I think that you should have the fan section be called the Storm Chasers. That's what our season ticket holders are. Okay, there you go. And I'll bet you didn't have this idea though. Is you know when like the people are at half court and they shoot the puck yeah. into the goal? I think that you should have a giant cutout of Terry Swale's head and like his <laughs> mouth is there and they have to get into Terry's mouth. Okay, that's funny because all of our weather guys and are very excited about having fun with this. So, yeah. Well, maybe you have each of them. Like, you know, have a different game and you have all cutouts of their heads. You know, you have James Sahara and all yeah, the other guys. Yeah. Eric Maitland. Eric Maitland. Yeah, yeah. yeah that'd be fun. Um, no, that's the kind of fun we want, though. You know, that goofy. Um, if, if I encourage everyone to follow us on Facebook. Um, we have a lot of uh, very funny vignettes coming up. Uh, we just were in the process of cutting a new commercial that's very funny. You know, if if nothing else, we want the community to know that we're we're all about fun, and you know, 
we're going to take the game seriously, but we want to not take ourselves too seriously because at the end of the day, we want to stay here. And, and the only way we're going to stay in the community is if we start having an average of six to 7,000 people per game, not two. And so, you know, that's why we created a five-game pack because, you know, if we can get people to five games this year maybe they'll come to 10 next mm-hmm. year so it's just that that rollover effect that you know if if they're having fun they'll they'll come back now obviously there's a long legacy of um, hockey here in the quad cities um, what have you learned from looking at previous hockey teams and like you just said you said we're hoping to get six seven thousand people here as opposed to two or three in looking at why perhaps the other team got two or three how are you going to get up to six or seven are there ways in which you've looked at things that they maybe didn't do and what are those things that you hope to correct and to improve upon well, um, a couple of di- different things. First of all, I was actually the first marketing director of the then Quad City Sports Center, which is how we got hockey here. Um, because when the Sports Center was built, we knew that we now had practice ice for a hockey team, and that's when they started going after a hockey team. Um, so I've come full circle because I was here when Howard Cornfield started with the Mallards, and um, and so you know. And then what the interesting piece is, then I went to work for um, several other you know, the casino and Lou Jacks, and I was sponsoring the, the Mallards back then. So I've seen it from both sides of the desk. And, um, and you know, as a sponsor at that time, I wanted my name on something that was successful and that was appealing to the community. You know, I wanted to support the community with their amenities, but at the same time, I wanted to be associated with something that was so successful. And that's where we're coming from now because there has been a turnover in in hockey ownership and this town um like i said you have your hockey purists as i as i call them is because those hockey people will be there at every game no matter what they love hockey and so i need the people who don't like hockey Mm -hmm. and so you know that's what we have to bring back because Back in the heyday when we first got hockey in town, we were in a hockey town. I mean, we had the reason we had the sports center built was because these guys would drive to Dubuque to play hockey. Mm-hmm. And they, they got tired of driving an hour to just go play a hockey game, and they raised the money. These were just regular citizens who decided to take the risk and do it. Mm-hmm. And um, and so then the city bought the, the, um, the building, and now they're the river's edge. But, you know, that was a lot of years coming to even get ice in this town. So even though it seems like... We've had hockey 23, 24 years is a long time. It really isn't. When you think about we've only had really one generation of kids grow up with hockey. And so um, we still need to have those nine hockey players want to support this, either because it's an amenity that we want in the Quad Cities, because there's a lot of other towns that would love this team, or that um, that they just want a fun night out. So how do we do that? We go back to just being fun. And, you know, again, not taking ourselves too seriously, having some surprises, um, some music. You know, where, where do you go on a Friday or Saturday night where for two, two and a half hours? You're usually going somewhere that has bands or comedians or Uh entertainment so you know we're up against a lot of dollars out there that are entertainment dollars so we just need them to come five times (laughs) (laughs) i'll avoid saying that's what she said but um okay 
So what are some of the um, promotions that maybe you've seen um, that have worked here? Like you mentioned, you have been you know around the market for quite some time. And how do you want to transpose um, those to the storm? Um, also, what have you seen in particular that you think really works here? And you were talking about community outreach in regard to the players and stuff. What are some of the things that you want to see players do in terms of outreach to the community? Well, that's an easy one because um, if the if the community sees the players out and about and, you know, caring, and I don't mean just perfunctory, I'm talking about actually wanting to be out there and engaging with the, with the public, um, they're going to real they're going to think it's their team you know and and that's going back to the thunder when there wasn't a lot of competition back then is you know they felt like they knew the players and the players went to schools and they went to hospitals and and um, you know that's the easy part because um, when when our friends in the community know that that we will do that they'll start reaching out to us and ask us to have players at different places so um, the coach is just a great guy coach Chesie don't ask me to pronounce his last name it's missing a few vowels and are you going to have a uh, benefit to try and raise money for those extra vowels raise money for vowels Mm -hmm. we're going to go fund me yeah and uh, so so he um, you know he is personally a great guy He's bringing his wife and kids here. You know, this is not just he's going to, you know, go home every other week and see his kids. No, he's bringing them here. They're, this is going to be their home. Um, so that already says a lot. You know, a lot of coaches don't do that. So, um, you know, that's going to be really important that we establish that from the very beginning. And, you know, you still have to weigh it with their time of practice and on, you know, on the ice and making sure we still have a really good team. Um, but, you know, I think that's going to be easy once the community realizes that we're available. Um, what are you most excited about and what have you found to be the biggest challenge in terms of this? Um, the biggest challenge is um, a little bit from our business community because, um, you know, the, the sponsorships in the past, maybe um, they weren't really happy. Some of the sponsors haven't been happy. And so um, I think some of them are taking a let's wait and see approach. Um, Why weren't they happy? Um, contracts not fulfilled. Um, just um, maybe promises not kept. And I think that in sports, in sports, you either fulfill your contracts or you don't. And so, I mean, it's just part of the game. I mean, I learned that early on back in my Thunder days. Um, you know, I think some of, some people have been disappointed that, um, that there's been a change in ownership. Um, the one thing I keep stressing a lot is that we are local owners. <laughs> These guys are not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, Ryan owns Harris Pizza. You know, Harris Pizza isn't going, going away. So John has 21 years over at Cobham. Um, you know, I was born and raised in Eldridge. I mean, we're ta- we're talking that we are local, and you're going to see us in the grocery store and at the gas station. So, um, you know, we don't fly in and out of town. Um, you're going to be able to say, "Hey, that game was great," or you know, "You need to get this player, you know, up to par," or whatever it is. But my point is, you know, if local ownership, if people would believe that it's okay to come on board in year one, you know, don't wait because as soon as we're really, really fabulous, they're going to come on board, and I'll be like, "Oh, darn! All those first year people, you know, actually have." first chance so um it's just it's it's 
trying to convince people that it's okay to jump on board because we're not going anywhere. Boy, that's exactly the same thing with QuadCities.com. The first year we came on and we offered people this awesome ad deal where you could get on board for $50 a month. And there's one guy that took us up on it. That's Bob Harrington over at Ragged Records. And now that our ad rates, now that we're uh, consistently the second and second or third highest ranked media site in the Quad Cities, our ad rates have gone up just a little bit. But Bob still gets that $50 a month thing because Bob was smart enough and he had enough faith to come on board. And, you know, Bob's an awesome dude. And so we're always happy to help him out. And we are happy that he, you know, had faith in us. And vice versa. So, um, do you find that? Um, and I know this, you know, is a question. I mean, we, we've got to ask it, and you know, I don't mean to sound sexist or anything like that. But I know that you know, sports are kind of a good old boys club in a lot of ways. Have you found in your years in sports that that is that uh, you know perception is correct that sports are kind of a good old boys club? And have you encountered that and had any issues in regard to it? How have you overcome it? Um, a lot more issues, obviously, years ago, you know, um, and it's funny because I have to, you know, I jokingly saying I don't know hockey. I didn't know. This is a true story. I got the job working for the Quincy Thunder, and I said, what does CBA stand for? I literally didn't know it was Continental Basketball Association. Um, but, but the thing is, is like, if you know marketing, then you're marketing something. Right. I mean, you don't need to necessarily know a lot about the product. It's kind of like, you know, having worked in advertising. I don't always know a lot about the products that I'm writing for if you learn about it and then if you know marketing and you know promotion then you can promote it because i know like that might sound bad when you're saying that and people listening to this might go oh my god she doesn't know anything about hockey but as the president of the squad you're if you're marketing and you're promoting things you really just have to you know learn as you go along and if you know marketing and you know promotion then that's really what your job is well it's interesting if anybody knows me they know my background has been in casinos cars timeshares um i was in um you know so my whole thing is i can transfer over my skills and learn the product right. and so um that's and with my roots being here and as many contacts as i know that's how i fill the seats you know I have a great staff, and you know they're they're so gung ho about making this a success right on out of the gate. So um, that's the good news, and and I am I'm not afraid of the challenge. I know that the community is going to come out and support this. Um, it's just you know just getting that we got to turn that that corner so that um, we have enough money to open the season and and keep it going because you know one bad snowstorm and your walk-up's gone and so we can't rely on that we want to make sure that that you know that the support is there right up front um, that we deliver a good uh, product right up front and you know so going back to the original question about you know the challenges I've had you know from a sexist point of view is obviously like I said back in the late 80s early 90s when I was with the Thunder um, and I didn't know the sport and I at my first job was the public relations manager um, what was very interesting is that I also had the chance to meet George Gervin who came down the Iceman and so you know here I am in my little Datsun driving George Gerwin around to <laughs> around to uh, Did you find it a comfortable drive this six seven man and a little Datsun going to elementary schools talking to kindergartners so but that's you know that's what you do you learn that fast about that's the connection and that's where the community embraced us and so um 
But, uh, you know, I understand, like, the Me Too movement completely. Um, you grow thick skin very quickly as a woman in sports, um, especially back then. And then after a while, just nothing bothers you anymore um, to the point that you know sometimes that um, the challenge is there and you can overcome it because you just have the gumption to overcome it. Um, fortunately for me, nothing was ever bad enough that, you know, I needed to be a member of the Me Too mo movement. But um, definitely there were times where gentlemen wanted to be only working with gentlemen. And I actually, it's interesting because in Richmond, Virginia, um, my title there was the assistant general manager of the hockey team. And, um, and that was only... A, in the 90s, you know, what, mid-90s. And so I literally, when I went on appointments with my sales staff, my guys, they wouldn't even acknowledge me. And so I was, you know, trying to train my sales guy on how to do a sales call, but yet I couldn't even get the attention of the, of the business man in front of me who is the decision maker. So I probably experienced it a lot more there just because of the Southern thing. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's been a challenge at times. But now, no. Now, I mean, first of all, I think that, you know, equality is everywhere. I just think that the fact that I've been given the chance to be the first female president of our hockey team in the Quad Cities and in the SBHL, um, I think that says a lot to our owners um, because even though I think that my background was a perfect fit, they still had to take a chance on having a woman run the team. And, you know, I told him right up front, I, I'm not a hockey person, so I just don't know how to fill the seats. And I think that was probably my magic words, fill the seats. <laughs> That's always what they like to hear. Lots of ticket sales. I've no, I mean, I you know, know a lot of girls who are really, really, really into hockey. Um, some of whom, a lot of whom, play uh, deck hockey over um, with Patrick over there at uh, Doubles Glen and Bettendorf. Have you made a lot of outreach to that deck hockey community? Because there are a lot of people here that play deck and are really big hockey fans. Is that something that you plan on doing at some point? Oh, absolutely. You know, anybody who knows, loves, touches, has kids who play. I mean, um, you know, the low-hanging fruit, as you would, are the ones who know hockey and love hockey. So, um, you know, we've we've had some communication with the deck hockey. It's on our list to, you know, check off again to bring it back around. Um, there are some play, I mean, our own owners, you know, play deck hockey So and our staff. So um, that's absolutely number one on our list to have a very solid relationship with the deck hockey club and also the uh, youth hockey club over at the river's edge so very important people to us what's the response been from fans of the previous team that was here um have they embraced you have they been kind of standoffish um you know what what's that been like our season ticket holders have been wonderful um you know out of the 500 season ticket holders that uh, the former team had we've had 450 come back and so very high success rate of uh, renewals and the few that didn't come back had some issues like either health or um, you know maybe their seats weren't there anymore so you know we're trying to still figuring out how to kind of maximize revenue there and some of the party areas needed to be changed so we're still trying to, to make everybody happy from the past and and we won't give up till they are so um, but our season ticket holders have absolutely been right behind us have you seen the movie slap shot no i have not <laughs> glenn you have to see that movie <laughs> that's like the quintessential minor league hockey movie i was going to ask you if there was any you know 
chance you're going to bring the Hanson brothers back to town or anything like that or have a, like a slap shot night or something of that nature. I love the Hanson brothers. I think that would be hysterical. We should have dress like Hanson brother night. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. No, that's the kind of fun, spontaneous, you know, like we're going to have theme nights. We'll have a, a princess and pirate night and a beach party night and 70s night. So, you know, that's the kind of fun we need to have that anybody can participate in. So, um, but, you know, they have to just watch because we'll have a promotion schedule out pretty soon. Um, what have we not talked about that you think is important for us to talk about in this conversation or that you'd like to convey or, you know, really the floor is yours to say whatever you'd like? So uh, what I want everybody to know is that there's something for everyone. I mean, we're going to have single game tickets, of course, go on sale um, closer to October 1st. But right now, if you know if somebody wants to have the same great seats for every game, they can have a five pack and you know literally have the same seats every game. Never have to wait in line. Um, you know, just walk in and show us your ticket. So uh, we do have a five game pack, a half season pack, which is almost um, well, it is all Friday and Saturdays in the half season, and then of course always full season. But um, the group nights, the party areas, you know, if you're entertaining clients or you're entertaining your employees um you know give us a chance let's let's have some fun um like i mentioned before we're going to concentrate mostly on the friday saturday games um we we do have two sunday games so we'll have the skating afterwards for the families um we have a game on new year's eve that is going to be at six o'clock at night and we're trying to have a skate after that for family fun for new year's eve um we're going to have paws and pucks you can bring your dogs to one of the games and have some fun there um so I think, you know, the, the idea is just it's, it's a fun way to, to have a night out during the winter. So um, the Quad Sea Storm is here to stay, and uh, we want to make sure everybody has a chance to, to enjoy what we're going to show them. Awesome, awesome. Anything else that you'd like to add? Other than, of course, we had talked about this, and QuadCities.com is now going to be a sponsor yes. of the storm. We're very proud to be that. And uh, we're talking about some of the cool stuff that we're going to do on the website in terms of podcasts and coverage of a lot of the storm games and things like that. What are some of the things that you'd like to do in terms of media outreach um, just to kind of uh, not just get the word out, but kind of welcome the community in and sort of embrace that and turn this into kind of a community-wide thing? Um, well, first of all, two things. Um, make sure you go to our website because, you know, being a new website, we're still trying to organically climb the chart there. So go to, quad, you know, quadcitystorm.com, spell it out, quadcitystorm. And then, obviously, our Facebook because, um, like I mentioned, um, you know, we're doing some fun, funny things on Facebook. We want to make sure everybody shares that. And uh, But as far as the media goes, you know, you guys have been amazing to work with. I, I can't even tell you how our media in this community is just absolutely the best. And... Um, People believe our local media. You know, there's a lot of, of you know, discord about the, the national media, but you don't see that on a local level. And so that's why you guys are so important to us, because you give us credibility. Mm-hmm. And, um, and when our local community listens to our local media and knows that if you like us, they should like us too, it's a, it's a big deal in our book, especially being <coughs> a new team and creating our new reputation and local owners and a new president. You know, there's, there's a lot going on here that we don't, that we're building. And in a building phase, you have to take advantage of anything you can. And your media partners are very important. So... And we love you guys. 
Oh, we love you too, Gwen. <laughs> oh, good. Good. So thank you so much for being a guest on my podcast. And um, I wish you the best of luck, of course. I'm looking forward to seeing the games and looking forward to seeing some of the um, promotions that you have on hand. Especially if you do the thing with the local weathermen when you're you know, like having people shoot pucks <laughs> in their mouths. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that. So. Or anything else, I think that'd be interesting to like have storm chasers or having, you know, like some sort of tornado. Tristan can help out. I know you're a big Mm -hmm. fan of Twister, so, you know. (laughs) Um, But again, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Once again, Gwen Tomberg's um, president of the new QC Storm. Thanks, John. I really appreciate this. And thank you so much for listening to QC Uncut, the number one rated podcast in the Quad Cities and your place for unedited, uncensored just spur of the moment and interesting and intriguing and entertaining conversation with local newsmakers. I'm Sean Leary, your host. Thanks very much for listening and have a great day.